How should we describe the Seattle Kraken with one game left in October, the first month of the season? Disappointed, but not defeated. We'll talk about that on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Happy Monday, Seattle Kraken hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Make sure that you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. All right disappointed, but perhaps not defeated. Let's talk a little bit about this throughout today's episode. Locked on Kraken, of course, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you your favorite team every single day. For those who are a part of our Locked On Kraken insiders, you know, I've been dealing with a little bit of a cold, tis the season. So apologies if you hear my voice crack. I've got my humidifier going off camera, but uh, I'm pretty fired up and I'm going to need that extra heat source as I'm dealing with a cold and it's chilly out here in Tulsa. Um, Also, you know, I need a little bit of warmth. I need a a little bit of love for this Seattle Kraken team. Now it is a game day and we're going to get into what to expect against Tampa tonight. But first, we have to talk about where the Seattle Kraken is at this point in the season. Particularly, I want to talk about that just uh, tough loss to the Florida Panthers, a 3-2 loss where the Seattle Kraken had a 2-0 lead. Joy Decord in net once again. Some people surprised by that, but I like the move. I like going with the hot hand. What does that mean for Philip Grubauer? That's going to be a conversation that maybe we'll get to later in the week, certainly throughout the season. It's kind of been the push and pull of the Seattle Kraken. But let's take you back to that game against um, against the Florida Panthers. It was a tough loss for the Seattle Kraken. Um, again, a 3-2 to two loss. The game-winning goal came off of a play that Joey Decord probably wants back, bounced and ricocheted high off the glass, took a straight shot back in front of the crease while Joey was, of course, by the trapezoid trying to play the puck. And Bob's your uncle, the Florida Panthers score. But we can't really put everything just on that one play. Joey taking a lot of responsibility for that and talked about how he wanted to to take away that maybe situationally, even though that is how he plays. We've talked about that before. Maybe he doesn't make that play with the shot going so high off the glass and it being a tie game. Here are some numbers. 3-2 was the win for Florida. Shots on goal, you can see we're right in that ballpark with the Florida Panthers. 
cannot convert still on the power play. And the PK, that has been pretty great. A little chink in the chain. Looking at the face-offs, I thought it was really interesting. I believe it was during this broadcast that it was Eddie Olchek talking about Yanni Gord um, when taking a face-off on his offside, inverting his stick, and uh, saying that Yanni Gord, outside of Pierre-Edouard Belmar, is the first Seattle Kraken player to try that in a game. And so face-offs, we know, continue to be a little bit of a bugaboo for the Seattle Kraken, but they were able to win the face-off game here. You see the penalties were low on both sides, but the Florida Panthers take advantage where the Seattle Kraken could not. Hits, oh, we just put it up there for fun. But um, I, I think the physicality and how the Seattle Kraken play a physical game is something that I continue to take a look at. I continue to wonder if that's just where we need to get a little more gritty, a little more physical. But I digress. Um, I want to take you to what... Jared McCann said after this game, loved, said this with our Locked on Kraken insiders via subtext. Just a reminder that if you want to join the subtext community in our game day chats, you can text 918-731-3154 from your mobile device. That will give you our access to our Locked on Kraken insiders before recording this episode, I already talked about some of the line changes that we're going to get into in the next segment. And of course, we have our game day thread. Anyway, I want to take you before we move on and get ready for the game day. Tampa Bay Lightning, we're on the road before we finally come back home. I want to take you to what Jared McCann said. And this is why we're talking about this is a disappointing start for the Seattle Kraken, but that the team is not defeated. I think in summary, Jared McCann probably summarized what a lot of the guys said after the game. Here's Jared McCann after the 3-2 loss to the Florida Panthers. At the beginning of the game, can you just walk us back through how you remember that moment playing out? Yeah, uh, uh, Borgie made a good play to kind of get the buck up quick, and um, we caught him kind of standing still, and Gordo made a good chip pass to me off the wall and just tried to get some speed to the net. Able to see you guys as a whole line really getting in together tonight, creating quite a bit. Now that you've had a couple games to settle in, what do you like about playing with those guys? Uh, meat and potatoes. You know, it's just a simple, simple game. Um, you know, that's something I think I uh, I need to get back to. Obviously, I wasn't playing great the first uh, first seven, eight games of the year, right? So I I, I got to kind of get back to the basics and uh, what made me successful last year. So I, I think uh, it's a step in the right direction. They scored really quickly after that to tie the game up um, in the second period. Did, did, that, did that set you guys back at all, do you think? No, we, we, we thought we had controlled the majority of the game. Um, obviously, their last goal there was a very, very lucky bounce um, off the stanchion. And proud of the way you know we played tonight, especially Joe. Joe made some huge saves for us yet again. And, um, you know, we, uh, especially him, he deserved better. What can you take away from how you guys have played to start this trip so far? What do you think? You it's a huge step in the right direction. And we, uh, I know I keep saying it, but we just got to keep playing simple hockey. You know, it's... Um, we're playing some good teams right now. Um, you know, we got to uh, we got to realize that we're not going to score seven eight goals a game, and um, you know, we got to be able to win a game two one one nothing. And so we're not going to win every game by seven goals. That's referring to that win against Carolina earlier at climate or earlier in the season at Climate Pledge Arena. 
I also like what Jared McCann is saying about getting back to simple hockey. I talked a little bit about physicality. I was mostly talking about the hits when I had the graphic for those not watching on YouTube. Hi, YouTube watchers. But for those listening on audio, I had a graphic up that you'll see later in the day on social media that uh, outlined the different hits. I think it was about 15 hits for the Seattle Kraken in the game against Florida. When I'm talking about physicality, I'm not so concerned about hits, but the physicality and the grit that Jared McCann had to show to get that first goal, loved it. Also, the IQ and the wherewithal. He talked a little bit about Yanni Gord, but it was a beautiful pass for those who watch the beautiful game of soccer. He basically nutmegged one of the players, a nice little uh, just one-tap pass to Jared McCann, who then cuts in the middle uh, a little bit of a deke and then cuts back out to get the goal for the Seattle Kraken. Talking about getting gritty goals, keeping things simple. Yanni Gord said it before today's game. Uh, we heard Oliver Bjorkstrand say it. Dave Hack still say it. We're going to get into some of their quotes ahead of today's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I do think overall that we are seeing some good things from the Seattle Kraken. What's disappointing is the expectation and the comparison from how the Seattle Kraken ended. I want to repeat that. How the Seattle Kraken ended last season. If you remember, if you're an everydayer and an OGer, you know I was not happy with how the Seattle Kraken played in the beginning of season two. Nobody was happy with how the Seattle Kraken played to begin their inaugural season. So although maybe we're seeing remnants and a little bit of a mosh podge of what we saw early on in season one and season two, I think what I like, not I think, I know what I like about this year's Kraken team is that they are making adjustments. Seeing more starts for Joy Decord early. Changing up the rosters. The only other thing that I would love to see, I'd say two things that I would love to see that I don't think we've seen yet is more practice and more focus on defensive effort, but I guess you can't have it all. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, let's get you ready for game day tonight. And I want to talk through some keys to the game um, and some key players that we have to watch out for. That's coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. As I mentioned earlier, today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Now, I've told you that I've used Game Time app. I travel a lot. I was in Seattle for preseason, and so was one of my favorite bands. I was able to go to the Game Time app and get some general admission tickets, but I also got to see the M's play as they were making their playoff push. Came up a little bit short, but a good friend um, and I, we have a particular section that we like to sit in. And so I was able to go on the Game Time app, take a look at the, the tickets that were available within what we wanted to pay, and get a view from our seats. That's right. We like to sit third base side for sure. And we almost got in the exact row, same section, almost the exact same row as where we sat the last few times we went to an M's game. That's what you get from game time. It's easy to find what you look what you're looking for. You can check out your seat your seat view 
before you buy the tickets. And here's what we love about game time. It is the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So don't hesitate. Download the game time app today. You can create an account and use promo code locked on NHL to get $20 off your first purchase. Just a reminder that terms apply, but remember, create that account, use promo code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Seattle Kraken fans, we've got a big one coming up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been a team that have been able to find their way into the playoffs. Maybe not always be successful, you know, but being back-to-back Stanley Cup champions two years ago, not too shabby, not too shabby. So what can we learn when we play a team like this? Uh, What do we need to do? We'll get to what we need to do and what will be some keys to the game in the next segment. But let's give you the stats and the facts. Coming from our great PR team, here is the breakdown. I'm also going to give you a few other numbers, but you can see the overall record 10 points already notched for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are 4-2-2. Their away record, though, uh, or excuse me, their home record is great. We're playing them on the road, so they will be at home. They are 4-0-1 at home. We are 1-3-2 away. But keep in mind, we'll see how they play away. Also, though, the Seattle Kraken have to be a little bit better at home. Getting ahead of ourselves, leading scorer Nikita Kucherov. 11 points. We've got Bjorkstrand and Dunn with seven points. We're going to hear from Ali Bjorkstrand in a little bit. Power play, as you can see, definitely in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning at a 32.1% clip to our 20% on the power play. Penalty kill has shot down for the Seattle Kraken. We're at 79.2%, a 94.7% penalty kill for the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is not going to be easy, folks. Again, I'd say disappointing, but not defeated for the Seattle Kraken. So they've got to really hold on to the things that they think are working and change rapidly what isn't. I've been talking to some of our Locked on Kraken insiders via subtext, a reminder that if you want to chat with me even before I go on the podcast, you can text 918 Seven three one three one five four, and so some of us have already been chatting before I re- hit record on today's podcast. And I understand that some people don't really like shaking up the rosters. Well, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're going to see the roster shake up and the lines shake up once again. I kind of like it, and I'll explain why. I feel like I've been saying it a lot even in the off season. But here is what the projected lines are. This comes from a tweet from the amazing. Piper Shaw, but you'll see Bjorkstrand going to be on that line with Cartier and Beneers. You're going to hear from him in a minute um, because he has jumped from the third line now all the way up to the first. I want you to hear from him what his thoughts are about that. That shifts Everly down with uh, Wenberg and Schwartz. Tolvin and Gordon McCann stay together. Shore, Belmar, Yamamoto. Uh, Haven't seen, at least at the time that I'm recording, and if I figure that out by the third segment. I'll let you know who is starting in net. 
I like that we went with the hot hand, Joey Dax. Yeah, that bounce wasn't ideal. He's a younger goaltender, sure. But at the end of the day, that's just one of those things. Let me know. Question of the day. How do you like these lines? I'm going to tell you what I like about them in just a minute. But first, let's hear from Oliver Bjorkstrand. Remember, he's changed lines probably the most out of anyone. Some of this by necessity. We talked about it a few episodes ago because of injury, but also I think because of chemistry. Here's Oliver Bjorkstrand for Morning Skate. Oliver, we noticed during Morning Skate you played on a new line. Yeah. I know it's kind of something you guys have to get used to, but you've been all over the lineup just yeah. this year so far. What does it take to kind of adapt to playing with different guys every night from your best? Um, I mean, the previous lines I've been in, I'm familiar um, with this guy. But, uh, no, I'm looking forward to playing with Maddie and, and Cartsy. Um, I haven't played much of them, so I don't know. We just got to have good communication and... Um, I don't know. Talk it out. You know, there might be situations where we're a little bit off with chemistry, but um, I think it'll be fine. They're both really good players, and I think uh, we'll find a way. Are there any aspects of your game specifically that you think kind of complement how they play? I think for me, it's just working on winning my battles, uh, getting back to working really hard in the full 60 minutes. Um, with that, I'm able to hopefully give give Maddie a little bit of room or give him a puck. I know he likes likes carrying the puck up the ice and uh, control the game that way. So um, it's really just on me to, to find a way to, to match this, uh, this, this uh, style. What have you thought about the offense that you guys have been generating? Because Tim has had you know, two shutouts. Obviously, I imagine that's a conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, I we got to be better offensively, I think. I think we just got to be a little bit more crisp, I think. Um, we've had some chances we could score in games at, at key moments, but for whatever reason, we've kind of hit the post or goalies that came up with the save. So, um, yeah, you got to find a, find a little bit of a swagger here and, and uh, put it in that. So you heard Oliver Bjorkstrand be very frank that, you know, he – has had chemistry or had experience playing with some of the other lines that he's been a part of very early in this season. It's only game 10 tonight for the Seattle Kraken. Um, but he's not as familiar with Matty Beneers and Ty Cartier. Now, these are two young players. I'll tell you what I like about this line. There's a lot of potential for energy. Energy. I think that Cartier... And Bjorkstrand in kind of a sneaky way. Bjorkstrand's kind of sneaky. Uh, he's like a slippery, sneaky, kind of physical within his own right. His frame doesn't give you the immediate thought of a, a, a physical kind of player, but he moves very well. He makes space. He creates in small spaces very, very well. And I think that alleviates some pressure off of Maddie Beneers to be the only playmaker. Ty Cartier is all grit, all grind. I think once he gets his body weight up, gets a little bit more comfortable with the style of play in the NHL, he's going to be a super pesky player. And so maybe that gives an opportunity for Maddie Beneers to settle into a more finesse role. I I heard uh, from, again, our Locked on Kraken insiders that our friends of the podcast, Emerald City Hockey, have been talking about Maddie Beneers. If the focus on face-offs has taken away from what he has to do, it's an interesting thought, but here's the thing. He's a young goaltender. Tonight would mark his 100th NHL game. So congratulations, Matty Beneers. He's a centerman. 
He has to work on face-offs. Am I mad that he's working on face-offs throughout the first 10 games of the season? No, not really. It's early in the season. We're not comfortable right now. We're disappointed, but we're not defeated. And yeah, you got to work on face-offs if you're the top-line centerman. He's got to do it. He has to do it. Is it uncomfortable for him? Probably. Does he want to be a player that's not necessarily scoring, especially what he's been able to do last season? Probably not. But at the end of the day, this is service to the long-term goal. We're not going to win the Stanley Cup in the first 10 games of the season. But we do need Maddie Veneers being strong on the puck and on face-offs for as long as he's in a Seattle Kraken uniform. So I personally, I'm okay with this. And I personally am okay with shaking up the lines, baby. I think we need it. I've been wanting it. You can't be stubborn on something that isn't working. Now there is a tipping point for sure. But I told you last year, I told you in the off season and certainly through preseason, there's going to be a short leash. There's going to be a short leash this year. And what is Dave Haxtell feeling that's missing? The swagger. They're trying to get their swag back. Uh, uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmar said today that um, the team is playing good, but just has not been getting the results, the final result that they want. So now it's time for that total team effort. He also talked about, of course, he's coming back to Tampa after leaving to come to Seattle. And he talked about this in the preseason. I loved what he was saying about the difference in systems, but effectively what he said is that there is more demand from, from the Seattle Kraken. This is a brand new system. Everyone has to buy in and feed into it. So he can't take shifts off. I do think it's been kind of kicking his butt a little early. If I'm being honest, there's some areas where I love Belmar's game. There's other areas where I'm like, yeesh, you can tell that he's um, a more seasoned player. But that's the that's why he wanted to come to Seattle, because he felt that he would continue to be challenged as opposed to kind of going along with the flow, being another kind of player within just a system that has been moving and chugging along. Now, there's value, as I kind of alluded to earlier with Tampa. There's value to having a well-oiled machine, a system that has been working tried and true and you don't think about. There's value to that. For sure. The Seattle Kraken just don't have that. We cannot we cannot be what we are not. We have we have not even three full seasons to create that. What Belmar likes is that there is value also in setting up the system and keeping your mind sharp and seeing if you can hit another level. And that's what we're seeing right now. This is uncomfortable right now for the Seattle Kraken because they're having to figure out, this goes back to the Tuckman model. Oh, I have to follow up. We're still gonna work to get Allison Lucan on the show. And we might have to have a two-parter with her because I really wanna dive into the Tuckman's model again. Every day or is an OG or as you might remember, storming, norming, performing, all of that stuff. We'll talk about it. I'll, I'll get into more detail, but. We have to reestablish roles. It's not comfortable, but it's necessary. And I'm going to tell you some key things that I'm looking out for tonight and some key players who, even though they may not be comfortable right now, if they can get over this hump and, and, and get reacquainted with their game, 
it's going to be looking good for the Seattle Kraken. Let's get into that coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. I checked out FanDuel today, and uh, here's what we've got for the betting lines for today's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Money line plus 122 for the Kraken, minus 146 for the Lightning, over under under 6.5 for the Kraken, over 6.5 for the lightning. So that's just for our game. But what you can also check out on FanDuel for NHL in particular, they have an entire section dedicated just to Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard specials betting odds. Bedard to record one plus hat tricks in his first 20 games, um, to record two plus hat tricks. Uh, regular season goals, regular season points. Oh my, when you are a phenom, you get your own odds on FanDuel. But of course, you can find all kinds of other stuff on FanDuel as well, whether you're looking at the NHL or of course it's NFL season, NBA is back on track. There's no better time to get in on the action, spreads, player props, over-unders like I just shared, and of course more like the Connor Bedard specials. Right now, new customers get a $150, $150, excuse me, in bonus bets with any winning, with any winning $5 money line bet. So I gave you the money line odds for this game tonight. So if you win a $5 money line bet, you will get $150 in bonus bets if you sign up at FanDuel for the first time. And we've got you covered. So head over to FanDuel.com and use backslash locked on, and that will help you get those uh, bonus bets. Remember, FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and the official partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Kraken a part of your daily destination. I'm back a little bit, still a little bit, uh, uh, weak and congested in the head, dealing with a little bit of head colds, but excited for another game day. But the Seattle Kraken have to hop to it. Mention that it is Maddie Benier's 100th game, but Jeff Baker accurately points out that he, Ellie Tolvanen, um, you know, maybe uh, Eberly, even Cartier, are some players that have to step it up. I broke it down with the new lines. I, I'm going to show them once again on the screen for those watching on YouTube. But for the top line, Cartier, Beniers, and Bjorkstrand that we'll see today, the total points on the season, 12 points, with Oliver Bjorkstrand leading the charge with seven points on the season. The second line, with Eberle leading the charge with six points on that line, they have 11 points. The third line, Gord leads with five points, and that line has 10 points overall. And then it's our fourth line. Now remember, we've talked about the fourth line, which this year is, well, and, and right now is sure Belmar Yamamoto. We talked about how a lot of points, 30, what was it, 30 plus goals alone? Um, walked out the door 
when we lost Ryan Donato, Morgan Geeky, and Daniel Sprung. Our fourth line has only four points on the season. That's got to get better. So, be, and, and that's because the way that we played to Belmar's point, and he's on the fourth line, is that everyone has the opportunity to contribute. Belmar, his asset is what he's been able to do at the faceoff dot and how he's inspired other people to be better at the faceoff dot, a la Yanni Gord. But he's got to be better for us offensively. He told us, and I mean, numbers would corroborate that he's not going to be a 70-point goal, 70-point scorer for us. We get that, sure. But you got to give us something. That whole fourth line, you got to give us something. That's how we were successful last year. And it's not happening this year. So that's something that I'm looking out for. The Seattle Kraken, great starts, terrible finishes. Uh, the Seattle Kraken are one, two, and one when leading after the first period. The Tampa Bay Lightning are four, zero, oh, and one when leading after the first period. The Kraken are three, zero, oh, and one when leading after the second period. So if we can hold on to a lead through twenty minutes. Odds are in our favor. Small sample size, but odds are in our favor. But that's not been happening. The Seattle Kraken give up the most goals um, in the third period with 14. Tampa Bay also gives up the most goals late uh, with nine, but the Seattle Kraken are not a team that scores a lot late. Um, we're not great um, in keeping a lead. We've seen that just in the last game. So some keys to the game for me is to, you know, and you say play a complete 60, yada, yada, yada. Sure, sure, sure. Everyone wants that, right? Everyone wants that. But it goes back to what Belmar said. You need a total effort. And if the Seattle Kraken are able to get a lead up on Tampa, and if they, then they need to be able to keep it. To me, that goes down to decision-making, and yes, defensive effort. Now, a part of that is possession, of course, because if you have the puck, in theory, it's, it's well, not in theory, 100% of the time, unless you have an all-in-the-goal situation. You, the other team's not scoring when you have the puck. So that's why possession and face-offs have been such a focus. But we really <laughs> got to buckle down and protect the lead. The Florida Panthers nullified our lead in 11 seconds. Ugh. 11 seconds. It took them 11 seconds to catch us on a two goalie. Those are, that's the, you can't have that happen. Can't have that happen. You got to fight harder to keep the lead. You feel me? It will be Philip Grubauer in net tonight, so I don't remember. I might not have changed the graphics, so apologies for those watching on YouTube. It will be Philip Grubauer in net. I think he's another key to the game in as much as. Do I think Philip Grubauer has been a hindrance for us this season? But it goes back to what we always talk about. Why do the Seattle Kraken play differently with Philip Grubauer in net? Is it because he doesn't? 
distribute the puck as much as Joey Decord? Does he not talk as much? I still can't for the life of me figure it out. Is it just bad odds? I don't know what it is. We got to figure that out. But some of that, again, is not on Philip Grubauer. A lot of this are things that the Seattle Kraken have to be able to fix. And another thing is they got to get productivity from their main guys. McCann stepping up, Tolvanen getting his first goal. But Jeff Baker has a really interesting article talking about some players who have to step up. And the only player who was a key part of our offense last year who has yet to score through nine games is the same guy who's got 100 career NHL games coming up tonight, and that's Maddie Veneers. We put the button bag on pause for a little bit, and I feel like it was a little bit of a bad omen. We're going to give it a break. So button bag or not, nah, I want to see some really great play from Maddie Veneers. I want to see him have a three-point night. That's my. That's what I want to see. I don't want to call it a prediction. I think it's going to be a key to a Seattle Kraken win tonight. What are your thoughts? What do we need to win this game against Tampa? I think we really got to see Matty B step up. And I think with Bjorkstrand and Cartier, he's being set up to really distribute the puck well and not have as much pressure on him so much. But again, Bjorkstrand, great facilitator, great in space himself. So I think putting Bjorkstrand and Cartier alongside Matty Beneers, I like this move. I think it has potential. If it doesn't work, does it get a short leash again? Now this is where we have to have the balancing act. But it's that second line I'm a little bit more concerned about. I guess we'll find out how it works. Game is tonight, 4 p.m. Pacific time. So that's 7 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure that if you're not already, that you join us as a part of the Locked on Kraken Insiders community. Text 918-731-3154. Again, that's 918-731-3154. There are links in the show notes, both on YouTube and on your favorite audio podcast platform. That's all we've got. Be kind to yourselves and to each other. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, Take care of yourself. I've got my humidifier. My voice is starting to crack a little, so I'm going to take a little bit of a break before game day. Take a game, game day nap, which I don't often do. But I will catch you on the next episode. Make sure you hold fast, stay true, and loud and proud. Tonight in unison, we say, let's go crack it. Peace out, everybody.